News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show with you here for the next half hour. In the studio, we have got with us Chuck Crosby of the Crosby Law Offices. Good to see you, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you here. Yes. All right. Also here in the studio, we've got not only, we, we got lucky, we got not only Brian O'Rear, who is Home Team Inspection Service, we have Brad Lawler, who's also the, one of the newest members of the Home Team Inspection Service. Yes, I am. Good morning. Good it's morning. To Good here. to have you here. Good morning, Bob. Good morning there, buddy boy. Good to see you as well. And my son, Greg, also here in the studio with us, so that's great. We'll take your questions. Good morning. morning. In a moment, first, uh, something we're going to talk about a little later on the show. Should you wait until next year to buy, or should you buy now? We've got some definitive answers. You'll hear about that coming up a little bit later in the show. First, let's go to the phone, shall we? Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Bill. Yep. And we're getting ready to sell our home. Okay. We just found out that my driveway is on my neighbor's property. We had a survey done when the house was bought. They didn't catch it at that time. They just now caught it when they went to build the third house in the neighborhood and uh, was wondering uh, what could be done about it. Mm. Chuck, serious problem. Tell us what your thoughts are on this. Well, first thought is I'd like to see that first survey. My bet is that if he bought the house from a builder, which it sounds like, uh, that it was not a real survey. It was just uh, a little uh, drawing plot plan, they, they call them. Uh, and it's not uh, something that actually cited the house on the lot. Generally, it'll be the, the lot, and then it'll tell you where to put the house. Uh, a lot of people will look at that and go, oh, I've got a survey, and look, there's a little house drawn in the middle of it. Well, the fact is that's not a survey showing uh, the actual location of the house. So if the builder gets the house off uh, and they don't do another survey to make sure that the house was where it ought to be, that's when you run into problems. And if you run into problems on that first house, well, the house right next door, if the same builder's building it, Probably going to run into the same problem on and down the road. So fast forward now, right. what recourse does uh, Bill have on this? Thing? Okay, well, there may be recourse against uh, a surveyor. If it was an actual survey that put the house in the wrong spot, there may be recourse against the builder, but it depends on how much time it's been since he actually got the house. What's the rule for? It, it depends on uh, on what we're looking at. It, it's based on uh, when you knew or should have known. Well, if he had a survey, well, maybe his time hasn't run because he just now found out about it. But if it was a real survey back then and and, you know, there may be issues with that in the builder. So, but fast forwarding to now, yeah. uh, best way to solve it is, uh, depending on how far uh, this driveway encroaches, just get an easement. Everybody's been happy living where they've been living. Everybody thinks they have the lot they, they thought they had. Uh, and if your driveway's sitting over it a little bit, why not say, hey, you can use this as long as the driveway's there. And if it's ever removed, then uh, you need to put it in the right spot. As long as the neighbor who's land is being used for part of the driveway agrees to that absolutely now chances are that neighbor also has the same problem on his side Mm -hmm. that's why i pointed out at the very beginning it's usually like a pile of dominoes they'll they'll cite the first house and then they'll make the next house off that house and then on down the road so with the neighbor if the neighbor agrees to sign the document we're fine what if it's a quick fix but what if the neighbor decides to sell a house, it still stays with the house. Uh, exactly. When you do an easement, and that's what that is, is an easement. It's giving you permission to use this property for uh, in perpetuity. Uh, that is to say, uh, it will also run with the land. So every time that seller sells, that you don't need to get a new one. It just stays there. 
but usually you put a cap on it saying that if ever that driveway is removed, then you need to put it in the right spot. But as long as the driveway's there, uh, now what I add into my easements are generally something saying that, you know, if somebody slips and falls on that, they, you know, I'm going to indemnify you and, and take the... Uh, you know, take the hit on that one, but that's uh, a good point. It's a good yeah. point. This is why Chuck is <laughs> yeah, is a Chuck. great attorney. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you run into that now and again. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah. Right. This this is a serious problem, folks. Especially if you didn't know this was existing until you go to sell, and then you have the buyer does a survey, and all of a sudden, bam. Yeah. You've got certainly uh, circumstantial. And in this case, it sounds like a lot could go back to the builder if they found a succession. Maybe it, it could. Uh, but we're talking hypothetically here, not talking yeah. about a specific of instance because I can't. Can't do that, uh, but uh, the uh, this is a problem that I'm running into. Uh, I'd say this is probably the fifth time I've heard this in the last two weeks. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, had one where a subdivision uh, is being developed now. They butted it. Uh, it abuts up to a house that is kind of a remainder lot, mm-hmm. and that remainder lot's uh, driveway uh, crisscrosses in between two and three. Well, actually, I think four lots. Uh, wow. So, and not in a uh, straight line. So. The, the lesson, I think, from this is, first of all, if you're buying a house to, or buying a lot to have a house put yeah. on it, yeah. or you're buying house. a house. Cite the house. That's the... No, get, an, get, yeah, a, get a survey. Get a survey. That cites the house because everybody gets handed that plot plan. Yeah. And that's just a, hey, this is where the house ought to go. Not where it Not has where gone. It actually just assuming is. that the builder knows when they may have... Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. If I had a dime for every time I was handed <laughs> a plot assuming plan. Assuming makes... Uh, <laughs> yes, we know. Yeah, we know. Yes, yes. All right. So, by the way, and if you're... In this position, Chuck's number is 499-6360. He's a good resource. If you want to hear what some of our sellers are saying about us, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. And if you want to hear what buyers say about us, go to LouisvilleBuyersTalk.com. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Nicole. Yep. I live in a ranch, and it sits on concrete. The buyer hired an inspector who also did a radon test, and my agent says it was high and needs to be fixed. Does that really happen in my type of home? How do they fix it? All right, so, Brad, let's talk about sure. radon levels to start with. What, what Have you heard of this before where a radon needs to be tested on a ranch? Yes, yeah. on a slab. It's, it's a still a common occurrence with radon levels in this area being high. Uh, even on a slab, uh, so we would we would recommend uh, in this area as a level one uh, radon um, tester. Part, well, part of the country, yeah. Uh, that no matter what type of foundation it's on, that we would recommend that radon testing. So, with it being high, then you certainly run through the same type of mitigation process that you would with uh, with the basement with the uh, with radon system. So let's back up for just a sec. So radon is a colorless, odorless gas. It's said to be the second leading cause of lung cancer. Greg, you want to pick up on where it comes from? Limestone. comes. It's a por- it comes from beneath the limestone, correct? It yeah. comes to the yes. porous it's, rock. It's actually the decay of radioactive material uh, that's the gas that's, that's actually extruded from the decay that mm-hmm. comes up through the earth. And in the Louisville area, what are we sitting on? Limestone. So what it's, there's it's porous, porous yes. or solid. Well, I'm, and if it's, I'm saying it's porous, if your house sits, yeah, well, I'm saying if he's going to give you the test here, it should, yeah, yeah, should be giving him the answer. Right? Isn't yeah, it yeah. true, Mr. Yeah, Sikola? Yes, yeah, right. Wait a second. If it, your house sits over a porous limestone, it's going to come through the uh, limestone, come up 
through the ground and into a slab or into your basement. But this is interesting, though, because we see a lot where people wouldn't wouldn't suspect or think that on a That's ranch right. on a slab you would have that. But in theory, if you're thinking theory, well, you're either on top of the dirt or you're not on top of the dirt. And either there's a basement separating you, which you're mitigating, or there's not, and you're it's going straight into your well, house. Because yeah. you would think that on a on a slab on a ranch, every time you open and close a the door... door yeah. You are diffusing or mixing regular but if air. The, if with, it's that high and on yeah, even so on a could, range. And by the way, the, the number is four picocuries or above, according right. to the U.S. government, needs to be mitigated. By the way, over in Europe, it's, it's in some locations two picocuries, which they, means. So you're telling me I need to be worried about a colorless, odorless, odorless gas yes. that I can't tell exists. That's exactly well, right. That's why you want to exist. You, you, you got to test it. That's why we've right. got. I'm kidding. Okay. Science. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This yeah, is why right. I tell my and girls. Science. Science. And the earth is round, by the way. There you Tell go. Tell them that, too. And it, it is a common <laughs> misconception that, you know, slab houses aren't affected by radon. Well, yeah. I, I get that all the time at mm-hmm. closings. Uh, I'll hear people say, um, oh, it's odorless. Uh, you can't smell it. You know, whatever. It, I don't believe it exists. It's a scam. And it's like, yeah, that's why every single oncologist that does a closing makes sure they get it and they mitigate it way below. There are uh, some builders levels. who there's some builders think that it's a scam. I and I've talked to it's a lot of them. Yeah, science. Um, okay, so here's a little. So, how do you mitigate it? You put a what a six inch tube usually into the concrete below the concrete, and it goes up. In this case, where would you put it in a slab? Well, so it's going to be going down beneath the uh, the slab itself. It's yep. going into the space, the the dirt, the fill that's underneath the, the gravel, concrete. the rock. Yep. That's right. Yeah. And so we'd be putting the low pressure system there drawing the the gas out and up above the roof line the problem is finding the location to put the uh, the system in yeah, could see. be tricky you got to find a, a closet. closet yeah would be typical who decides who puts it where just the, asking the mitigation system the mitigation right? people the company yeah okay. yes yeah that but it can be tricky so if you're thinking about it you, know, you by the way uh, on a on a crawl space, a branch on a crawl space, same mm-hmm. possibilities of testing, right? Need, yes. Need to have a test. All right. Yes. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Nicole, hopefully we helped you, and now you know, and yes, you need to address it. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Maggie. Yeah. I need to sell my home and move to a bigger house because my family is growing again. <laughs> but I'm afraid that if I put my house in the market, I won't find a home that I like. Any thoughts on how I should proceed? I love the fact that she's laughing at the fact their family's it's growing very again. Very facetious. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm not, we're not going there. It's a morning show, and we got a lot of families listening to us. So we are actually we've been talking about this over the past couple of weeks. So, yeah. So what would you do? So one is to draw equity against your house if you've been living there for a while that you could use to buy another house. That way you can make a non-contingent offer. If you make a contingent offer in the market that we're in right now, chances are good it's going to be purchased by another person. In fact, we just had a a terrible situation that just occurred for another buyer. I'll give you the quickie on this because this is kind of weird. Anyway, it's not. So uh, one of our sellers uh, moved out of town. We had an offer come in as a contingent offer. Our seller accepted it, and that stayed there. They had a house to sell. Buyer number one had his house to sell. So about two weeks ago, we get another offer in, and it was contingent on the closing of the house. They'd already sold it just on the closing. So the second offer, in, in essence, could usurp the first offer if the first offer could not perform. 
Well, we notified the the agent for the first offer, and the agent um, checked with their buyer, and sure enough, they could perform. Mm. So they're now, they removed the contingency on the sale and closing, and they're moving forward. Buyer number two, represented by another agent, is out in the cold, still looking for a house to buy. And it's heartbreaking for me, thinking that there's so many buyers who are looking for homes, and even if they have a contingency, it could be taken out from under them unless they could afford to get a loan from parents or move forward according to a bank. So if you're thinking about selling your home, especially the absorption rate right now in the 100000 up to $350,000 price range, it's less than a two-month supply, in some cases three-month supply, it is. It's homes are flying off the market, but you can get a great deal on the more expensive homes. So just think about doing that. Uh, it just it's unfortunate. And so Maggie, here's what you need to think about. You if you aren't in a position, and a lot of people are not, to have a home equity loan against what you're you've got in there. You want to consider a couple of things. One is to shop with an agent that you trust to get an idea of what's out there, and that can help you when you put your home on the market and go to uh, buy your next home, when you get an offer, you're able to go and find the next home. Now, the question is, will you find it? If not, you need a backup plan, a contingent plan. And so the contingency would be to really put your stuff into, for example, a pot. You move it in there once, it goes into the pot, it stays there, and it stays safe, and then you can either stay in extended uh, living facilities like an uh, extended uh, hotel. Temporary, What's that? Temporary housing. Temporary housing. Yeah. Or um, rental of a of an apartment. There are plenty of apartments that are out there right now for a month or two or three. Usually it's a three-month minimum. So those are some options. They're not always great for you, but they are options that will get you to where you want to go in your next home. Hopefully that in itself will help you. If you want to read about what people are saying about our team, I'm very proud of our people. You can uh, read it on Zillow. A lot of reviews there. Go to LouisvilleZillow.com. That's LouisvilleZillow.com. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob. It's Jonathan. Yeah. If I bought the house I'm living in a year and a half ago and the inspector I hired said there was no problems with the roof, and yet now I have a leak and the roofing company had come over and inspect the roof, says the roof is at the end of its life. Can I go back to the inspector and ask him to pay for a new roof since they never identified it as a problem a year and a half ago? So that's a great question for both Brad and Brian. So he has the inspection a year and a half ago. Now he's going to sell it and they're saying the roof is at the end of its life. Now, first, let me just say you don't have to. I would make sure that you pull in a roofer that you can trust because sometimes you get a roofer who just wants to sell you a new roof, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a great time to uh, sell a roof when there's a little bit of a leak. Yeah. You know, when we do the inspection, uh, you know, we walk the roofs. You know, home inspectors are typically going to uh, visually inspect that roof. But you know, a year and a half later, it's difficult to know exactly what might have occurred. Of course, I'm not sure exactly what the report pointed out yeah. as to where it was in the in the life cycle of the uh, of the roof. Um, you know, a lot of things can can happen there. If the inspector, in fact, missed it, mm-hmm. and it's possible, it is. does our guy, Jonathan, have recourse? Well, certainly he's going to have you know, some typical recourse. Uh, the first thing he'd want to do is get back with the home inspection company to talk through 
uh, what they found on that on that report and then review that with the roofer who's who's jumping in there yeah you know home inspectors are going to they should be carrying um, insurance for these type of of uh, situations and these type of happenings yeah. uh, you know inspectors do miss things but you know a, a a bona fide inspection company is going to be able to stand you know behind the roof yep. or behind the inspection if there indeed is a problem with that roof and chuck are you salivating thinking maybe you might get uh prove it you know yeah, yeah, prove it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not how the game is played. Uh, yeah. You know very well that there's a line of oh, yeah. lawyers long way around the block yep. that'll be happy to sue somebody uh, and see what settles. Okay, that's that's the game. Yeah. Uh, from a you know law school exam answer, uh, well, we've got a year and a half. <laughs> that's maybe a little longer than the statute of limitations allows. Uh, the thing is, uh, as I see it, at least from a legal perspective, a uh, home inspection isn't a, hey, this roof is going to live forever kind of thing. It's a snapshot. It's that moment. If at that moment uh, the roof was fine, well, great. And you indicated that, uh, you know, a year and a half down the way, all of a sudden it starts leaking. Well, you know, that indicates to me you had a, you know, a year uh, and a half less one day mm-hmm. of a perfect roof. Mm-hmm. Sounds to me like a pretty decent snapshot. Now, I just say that because I'm very fond of some home inspectors, and, you know, I'm kind of going off of that angle. But, but is, if I were on the suit. other side, if yeah. it was my daughter, yeah. well, now, in that case, I might come back and say, hey, guys, you know, what about all this, uh, what do you call it, phosphorescence on the inside of the... Efflorescence, yeah. Yeah, efflorescence. I, uh, I would say this, too, though. A lot of times people will come in, um, contractors will come in after a home inspection, and they have a financial uh, incentive to find something or to say that something is the end of their mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. The home inspector is, is a disinterested third party. He's going to try, he's going to be as honest as possible. He he doesn't care if the house sells, he doesn't care. He, he he's trying to protect the buyer period. A year and a half later is a long time. A lot of times leaks will develop if there was no leaking at the time of the inspection, he can't identify them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very often just to give people some uh, uh, comfort out there. Very often, roof leaks can be fixed with um, small fixes, hundred, two hundred dollar fixes around the plumbing vents. That's typically where they where they leak. So, uh, yeah, unless it's starting to miss a, a lot of shingles coming off, that kind of thing, it's probably yeah. something they could. Repair. And that's a good point. Um, you don't necessarily have the right to a new roof. The idea is, you know, you see it on TV. You can sue for damages of you know ungodly numbers, etc. Uh, but the fact is you have to have actual damages. If fixing the roof uh, is 50 bucks, you can't sue the guy for a whole roof. Yeah. All and right. That's all there is to it. All right. If you want to see the future of photography, head to Louisville3D.com. That's home photography, the future of it, Louisville3D.com. You need more than just ordinary pictures. We take home photography to a whole new level. We do. See it for yourself. See what Greg does. Louisville3D.com. We're going to come back and... Uh, in just a couple of minutes, should you wait to next year to buy or buy now? Some answers for you. In the studio, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Also, Brian O'Rear and Brad Lawler of Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. My son, Greg, is here, and you can reach me anytime at 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. 
If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hello, everybody. Brian O'Rear with Home Team Inspections, the number one home team inspection business in the entire nation. And team makes all the difference. We bring a team of professionals to inspect each home. Multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough and efficient look at your property. Our teams consist of military veterans. They understand the value of professionalism, attention to detail, and going above and beyond to serve your needs. Visit us at hometeam-global.com to schedule your inspection today. Get the team. Get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. When homes are selling fast, who can ensure you'll get the most money for yours? I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've managed agents who have sold homes for thousands of dollars over list price. The key is to hire the agent with a smart, aggressive marketing plan. In Louisville, no agent sells more homes than Bob Sokolar. His marketing attracts over 1,000 buyers month after month and allows him to put an immediate cash offer on your home and offer flexible fees. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. The Sekolar Medley team, Remax Properties East, is where you can find me, Bob Sekolar. You can reach me at 376-5483. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran. It was great seeing Barbara up in New York. Okay, and you'll see some new commercials coming on board in the uh, next couple of uh, weeks. Here in the studio with us, Brian O'Rear, who is also with Brad Lawler at the Home Team Inspection Service. They hire veterans. And they can be reached at 357-0813. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. Not only does Chuck, Greg's doing gestures now since we for have our, video. For viewing audience. For people who are watching us on TV. By the way, you can watch some of the questions from the show at uh, LouisvilleHomesTV.com. That's LouisvilleHomesTV.com. Anyway, Chuck not only does closings and a great job at it, but he does wills. I think we're seeing you on that. Uh, we're doing there's a variety of things that yeah. this guy does. And if I don't do it, I know who does. He does. So you can reach Chuck anytime at 499-6360. And my son, Greg, here in the studios as well. He's in charge of technology and uh, photography, and he does a phenomenal job. So glad to have him here. Should you be waiting to next year or buy now uh, in a home? So here's the deal. Right now, interest rates are hovering between... Yeah, 4.25 and 4.5% based on your credit rating, debt, and all that. Which means if you bought a $250,000 home now, if you could find one, and it would cost you approximately mortgage, interest rate would be $1,237.18. Just remember, $1,200 and and $1,237. Next year, interest rates are expected to be about this time 5.10%. Homes are going to go up in price, so you're going to figure now instead of a $250,000 home, you're going to probably be looking at a $260,750 home, so they've gone up $10,750. And now instead of paying 
$1,237 a month for a mortgage payment. Now you're paying $1,415 a month. So there, you'll see the price is going to go higher, and you, the amount of money you'll be able to afford gets less. So that's why it's important. So it will cost you that amount of money, but get a load of this. If you bought now over 30 years, and again, at age 61, you would have spent an additional $64,282 on your home if you waited to buy your dream home over a period of 30 years. Every time you think about it, it makes more sense to buy a home now. Oh, yeah. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio, 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Cheryl. Yep. Um, I have um, a neighbor that they just sold the house next to me, and the new owners own a car that's very loud. Every time they start off in the morning, you can hear it for blocks away. What can I do to stop this from waking me up? So, Chuck, uh, you can knock on a door. Yeah, I right. take over a pie and say, hey, guys, could you maybe quiet stop, down a bit? Stop that. Yeah, you could take the approach that uh, one neighbor of mine had. Mm-hmm. Uh, your motorcycle's just a little bit loud, and I'm sleeping. Of course, it was like at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Wait, wait, is this you had the motorcycle? <laughs> yeah. And it, it, you were running it at 1 o'clock in the morning? No, 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 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, he's yeah, sleeping. They oh, worked maybe he worked the night shift. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I got it. So, you know, I would just kind of push yeah. it down the hill and then start it at the bottom. But uh, Okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, try and do that, but, uh, you know, so... But here's the other option is you can actually call the police. Yeah. There's a noise ordinance. Yeah, there is. There's, And it's like that with a lot of different things that people think about. Instead of calling an attorney to send a nasty letter, yeah. uh, call the city. Uh, say, oh, hey. I'm glad. I'm sure they're glad yeah. to hear you oh, say that. I know, that. I know. <laughs> oh, that Chuck yeah. Crosby talking about calling us again. Calling the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now watch my taxes go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's just find out where Chuck lives. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, like trees, dead trees, uh, noise ordinances. Yeah. You know, they're they're raising goats next door, and, you know, you know your HOA won't do something about it. Uh, okay. And they won't give you any goat cheese? I know. That's uh, the problem. That's, uh, that, that's the problem. Bring I didn't turn in the guy who had the, the chickens because he gave me eggs. eggs. Okay, yeah. there you go. All right. All right. Find you, a happy medium. If you're thinking about selling your home, we have a free no-obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. If you want a copy, again, free, no obligation. Simply send an email to bob at com and put selling tips in the subject line. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Jamie. Yeah. I'm selling my house. We have a contract from a buyer, and they just had an inspection. Uh-huh. They are finding problems that my inspector never found when I bought the house three years ago. For example, there's a large crack in the basement that has been there since we bought it, but the inspector I hired never wrote it up as a problem. What recourse do I have? Oh, boy. We're opening up a can of worms, but it's a good can to be opening. Brad and Brian, does Jamie have any recourse against her inspector if that inspector, in fact, missed these problems? Well, uh, okay. Depends. I hate that answer, but it it truly does. Is it a problem? It's very possible that the other, the second inspector that came in and said, oh, my goodness, there's a crack, run for your lives, and that crack's been there forever. It doesn't leak. There's no staining. There's no movement. There's no indication of foundation trouble. So so the previous inspector didn't write it up as a problem because mm-hmm. it wasn't a problem. So, so you're saying, saying the second, this newer inspector is inflammatory and making something out of possible. nothing. It's possible. It's yeah. certainly possible. That is a problem for a lot yeah, of... Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. So all home inspectors are not created equal. No, they're not. No, you that's, want somebody who's balanced. That's, mm-hmm. that's true, and I would 
would also say a lot of the, the folks who have gotten into the industry kind of recently just don't have the experience to understand uh, what's a uh, – and, of course, there's some people been in the industry a long time that and uh, don't understand. To, yeah. 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 But uh, uh, so go back to the report. Take a look at the report. See what it looked like. It's quite possible that, that the crack has shifted over time. That's another thing that could be. It may be a different issue now from what it was three years ago. And so, Jamie, check it. And if you need more in, in information – I would tell you to call both uh, Brad and Brian and get their take on it. You'd be happy to help them with that, sure. right? Uh, you can reach them because we're out of time at uh, 357-0813. That's Home Team Inspection Service, 357-0813. By the way, they hire veterans. Very important. They give back. Also, Chuck Crosby, thanks for being here, buddy, at uh, 499-6360. I mentioned he does wills. Uh, he does closings. And if you've got a renter, you need evicted. He even can take care of that as well. Did I also tell you that I hire Trinity vet, or Trinity graduates? Oh, did you? Ah. Oh, very good. Oh, very nice. <laughs> That's good to hear. And my son Greg, thank you for being here a as Ballard well. Ballard graduate. Oh, All right. and, and a, let's not go there. Under Ballard, you can join our Socolor Medley team in the Best Buddies Friendship Walk. It's April fourteenth. Our team is walking uh, in. Uh, helping Shane Hellinger, one of our uh, agent's sons. So if you want more information, send uh, an email to me. See you next week on News Radio 840 WHAS.